0: All right. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad to be able to stand before you today. Uh, of course, let us continue to pray for Pastor Sam and for his family. Um, but I, am, I just want to say on behalf of my wife, uh, myself, and our my boys, uh, Phil Church, you guys have been so kind as we've come to be a part of this family You've been so kind to us. You know, my wife, every day, she's, I got another coffee date. I got another lunch date. I got another dinner date. I'm like, okay, man, if nothing else, we're going to be fed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> hey, so, hey, it's a good day here at Field Church. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm staff here, and, uh, you know, you guys have been kind. You've been nice. Uh, I'm a black guy, you know, in case you didn't know that, you know. We, we, we black preachers we like you to talk back, <laughs> all right? So, when I say can I get an amen, y'all, act, y'all respond. Can I get an amen? amen? All right, good class, all right. I'm ready to preach now. Let's get at it. All right, we're going to continue this morning, amen, uh, what Pastor Sam has already been preaching Luke, uh, the book of Luke. And let, let's go to Luke chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 33 through 39. With your Bible, your Bible app, uh, please find with me, Luke five thirty three through verse thirty nine. So grateful as you're going. I'm so grateful for all the guests that are here. Amen. If you are guests, we're so grateful you're here today. Uh, you could have chose other places to go, but you have uh, chosen to be with us this morning, and we say thank you for being the, uh, here today. Amen. So, if you're there, say amen. All right. Good job. That's it. Two out of two. Good job. All right. So in this series of messages, we've been hearing from the book of Luke, amen, and we've been talking about and used for a theme for this series, a joy-filled journey with the Son of Man. A joy-filled journey with the Son of Man. So I want to just look at the, some of the more recent, amen, uh, Subjects that uh, Pastor Sam would use, uh, he talked about embrace the greater. Y'all remember that? Uh, Jesus' teachings are greater. You remember as Jesus taught, he said, oh, he's, he talks with one with authority. Amen? Uh, his teachings are greater. He says, come and find mercy. Jesus displays mercy with his, touch, his touching the untouchable and healing the unhealable. Uh, come, find forgiveness for all your sins The week before last, uh, he came to forgive sin And on last week, Pastor Sam talked about He has come to call sinners He has come to call sinners Have I got anyone here with me who Are grateful that he came to call sinners? Amen uh, If your hand is not up, you are a liar and, uh, <laughs> We all have been We've fallen short of the glory of God and have been sinners. Thank God that Jesus came for sinners. Amen? So today, we're going to talk about, amen, a, another topic. Jesus came to bring a new way. Jesus came to bring a new way. Somebody say new way. New way. A lot of times I tell you to say stuff, y'all got to say it, all right? I'm the loud, I'm the loud dude that came was in the, making all the noise in the corner, all right? That's me. I got the mic now. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> He came to bring a new way. Luke 5, to 39 let's look, let's read the, uh, the passage. It says, and they said to him, the disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, so, so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours eat and drink. It must have been from Louisiana. And Jesus said to them, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away. Somebody say taken away. Amen. Taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from the new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. Somebody said won't match, won't match. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled. And the skins will be destroyed, but the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no other, I'm sorry, no one after drinking old wine desires new. For he says, the old is good. Repeat after me, the old is good. Let's say it together. That's what I want to do. The old is good. All right, Father, we thank you for this time, God, and we ask that you, Father, would just empower us with your Holy Spirit, God, that, Lord, that I may speak, God, and these may hear, and, God, that they will hear from you, Father. Lord, use me, God, as your vessel, pouring out, God, your virtues, Father. Lord, I pray that you will cause life change to happen, God, Lord, through your preached word, Father. Lord, I need to say nothing, but you speak through me, Father. I ask that you'll do that by the power of your Holy Spirit. I know you'll do that because these are your people. This is your word. I am your man, so have your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, as we further our discussion uh, with a joy filled journey with the Son of Man, we find Jesus being challenged again. Somebody say, again. He's being challenged again, and watch this. So the discussion begins, though, as Pastor Sam left off last week, is Matthew, Levi, is Jesus comes, he passes by him. He says, come and follow me. And the Bible says in verse 27, he left everything, and he followed Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I go to that moment when I really follow Jesus, man, that's that's, that's a powerful moment in my life. And if you could reflect back, if you have made that decision, if you could reflect back, can you think about the powerful moment it was when you realized that every sin that you have ever committed, every sin you will commit, had been forgiven? Not guilty. Slate clean. I don't know, but man, that produces a praise out of me. And when you hear me in that corner and I'm clapping and I'm, see, you don't know my story. You don't know. your, Your closet may not have any skeletons. You know, but but I got like a whole house full. You know, you, you may not have any junk in your truck, amen. But I have some junk in my truck. And I'm grateful that when God touched me and he saved me, he made me new. When we look, this is what this is all about today. He makes Levi new, he makes Matthew new. And guess what Matthew does? He must have been from New Orleans, he throws a party. He throws a party. It's time to party, you know. So it says here, Luke 5:29, And Levi made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors, amen, and others reclining at the table with them. So now when we look, he throws this party because he's experienced life change. Uh huh. And so when Jesus, uh, when, he, when you encounter Jesus, you can't help but throw a party. You can't help but celebrate. You can't help but sometimes lift your hands. You know, my wife, she won't tell y'all this, but I'll tell you because I'm up here, up here and she can't hit me. Uh, <laughs> When the joy of the Lord comes, she will take off running. So let me just go on and warn you, amen. Move your feet, amen. She might take off. Look, because of the excitement, I know you'll get me later, because of the excitement that God produces in our life and the joy of this joy-filled journey that we're on with him, he will create and produce something that sometimes you can't even explain sometimes you don't have the word to say it but you have to clap your hand sometimes you don't have the words to say it but you have to lift your hand sometimes you don't have the words to say it but you got to take over and run sometimes you didn't do what makes sense because of how powerful God moves in our lives so Jesus who is bringing something new uh, to this community Jesus who brings something new he meets Matthew who finds this new opportunity and guess what he throws a party. But watch this. When we look at this, why is it so important? Why is it so vital that we have these encounters with Jesus? Second Corinthians 5 and 17, I love how Paul puts He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Again, those skeletons that I had, they are gone now. Come on, somebody. Amen. The things that you did in your past, can I say God hit a reset button on it? Amen. And you can't even find it anymore. It got lost in the database. Thank God that he forgives us the way he does, and we have a, the joy of his salvation. We look, so now because you have Jesus who brings something new, Matthew who responds to this new opportunity, You every time Jesus creates a fire, somebody's looking to water it down to pour some water on it. So now we have these Pharisees, uh, uh, the scribes, the religious, religious teachers who are trying to undermine what Jesus is doing. Look at here, Luke 5 and 30. But they did something smart right here. I want you to look at this, and I know uh, we're just overlapping where Pastor Sam was. It says in Luke five thirty, And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors? This is, these are scumbags. What you doing hanging out with these dudes? Pastor Sam talked about it, how they were almost like lepers. Nobody wanted to be around them. What are you doing here? Watch this. And so, so they weren't very missional, were they? they weren't, weren't, mission was not on their mind. Watch this. But look, notice this, what they, do, what they do smart, though, because Jesus had just, you know, healed a man of paralysis. So if he has the power to heal a man of paralysis, he might have the power to give paralysis too. So the Pharisees doesn't, they don't mess with him, you know? Like we going to question somebody, but we are going to question the disciples on the side, you know? Why are y'all eating with sinners, you know? And then, but Jesus, like the big brother he is, when they were trying to just talk to the, the, the uh, disciples, Jesus comes around and he answers. He replies for them. Why? Protecting them and being the big brother and the father and the Lord that he is. Watch what he says here. Amen. And this is where, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 5 and 31. And Jesus answered, those who are well have no need of physician, but those who are sick. It is those who are sick. Those who think they got it going on, you don't need this Jesus. You need him, but you don't know you need him. Think you got all that in a bag of chips, you know? No, no, no. You'll find out that you need this Jesus. The Pharisees, they didn't think they need him. They thought they had it all together, you know, because they, they had this such dignified looks and appearances, and what was most important to them was their image, kind of like our world today. I believe if the Pharisees were here right now, they would probably, while I'm preaching, be strolling to see how many likes they got, because <laughs> it's all about image. They'll be trying to see who, you know, who commented on my, you know, on my post, who who was on my page, or did they like it, or you know, come on, somebody, I know some y'all don't do this, but they've been taking selfies, you know, <laughs> on the island, you know. They You know, they, they, because, you know, I don't know about you, but notice this. When we look at social media, nobody takes a video or a snapshot of the, them and their spouse arguing. Nobody takes pictures, James, when they're broke. <laughs> nobody takes pictures when it's not a good day. But all we see is a snapshot and it's necessary for image. And that's what these Pharisees are all about. They are about how things appear. Not really what the heart of things look like. But they, they you know, one, one said, you know, you know, as he's praying, he said, I'm glad I'm not like that dude, you know. But it's, it's all about image. I, I don't care that my, 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 my spirit is stinky. I don't care that the, my inner me is disgusting and I hatred in my heart. I don't care about that. As long as it look good, I don't. You know, I said I told this. Well, my wife wasn't here. This one. Oh man, I guess I tell it now. Still, I told this earlier. Uh, but there are sometimes my wife. You know, we taking a selfie, and you know, and I may be straight face, dead face somewhere. And when I see her with the picture, I go. You know, why? Because image strikes immediately. And I start, so let us be careful how we approach that idea. Well, wait, well let's, let's, let's look, y'all. That, that's because it says, and they said to, and this is where our text pick up as we've been connecting with Pastor Samuel last week. It says, and they said to him, the disciples, here's another, another complaint here. The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Something new. Somebody say something new. They, they're not, they're not you know, on, the, on the very days that we call a fast, your disciples around there are eating fish po' boys. <laughs> on a day we call a fast, you know, y'all celebrating and drinking, you know, and just having a good time. And it should be time for a fast. So, again, let's let's look. This is something new. And so here we see two different ways, two different ways. We see their way, the Pharisees' way, the legalistic way, the way of the religious teachers, uh, old uh, Judaism idea, which you take the, the law and you mix their little stuff in it. You know, building fences around fences. You take their way, uh huh, and then you take Jesus' way. Two ways, their way, Jesus' way. Now, when Jesus responds in this passage, let's just lay down what, what he's saying, and then we'll comb through it. Jesus is ultimately saying that with my way, my way, the gospel, that with my way, which is grace uh, through faith, through this way, listen to this. It cannot mix with anything else. That's what he's saying. I'm sorry, what you want to believe? You know, if all roads lead to heaven. No, they don't. The Bible says there is a way, a way, a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. There is but one way. Matter of fact, my very first summer I preached in 1998 in June 21st, 20, June it was one way. I didn't know nothing else, y'all. I ain't, I didn't know enough scripture to preach anyway. But I knew there was but one way to God. There's one way, and we can try to be, uh, you know, sensitive, socially sensitive. But sometimes we see, sink into socially sin because we don't declare who the Lord is. I I I I, I was invited to a lunch, uh, actually a breakfast, a brunch, or something like that. I don't know. What, what, isn't that someone brunch breakfast brunch, whatever, but. I was sitting at the table with someone else who had another faith, and he said, would you let me come to your church? I said, yeah, you come and sit down. But he wanted to come and have something to say. If you're not a person who represents Jesus Christ, the one and only way to God, no, we need you to be quiet. Sit down and listen. Now, I didn't want to say that, but this social sen- sensitivity thing, it's getting out of hand see because he's saying oh well we all no no we all nothing there is but one way god had one plan listen to this god doesn't have to have a backup plan he's god he has one plan, one opportunity for us to be saved. Now, when we look at this, as he Jesus answering this, he gives three metaphors to illustrate the evidence and the effect of his way and the mingling of the way of the Pharisees. Watch what it says. Number one, he uses the evidence of a bridegroom. Number two, he uses a piece of cloth. And number three, he uses wine and wine skins. Okay, let's look at the passage again just to see if, if something else would jump out at us as we talk. Luke five thirty four 34-37, and it says this. It says, Jesus said to them, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away. Somebody shout, taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days, all right? He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from the new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. Now, in Mark chapter 2, synoptic of this, it says, talking about the, if it's unshrunk garment. See, the unshrunk was what causes the tear. Luke focuses on it doesn't match. Either way, it doesn't mix with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What he's bringing, this new way, it doesn't mix. It doesn't mingle. It can't coexist. Oh, can't we all just get along? No, we can't. If you're not going to receive my gospel, you know, I'm going to be kind to you. But no, you're not my brother. You're not my sister. Because we are people of the faith. The faith. The faith. Somebody say the faith. There is but one faith. All right? So, and no one puts new wine in old wine skins. If he does, the new wine will burst, amen, in the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. So, in each of these cases, Jesus and expressing himself, there are two things that just don't mix. Watch, watch this. A time of feasting and a time of fasting. Uh-huh. A new patch, an old garment. It just it don't mix, y'all. New wine and old wineskin. Jesus was expressing that his way and the way of the Pharisees are simply unmixable. You can't mix it with anything else. You can't keep a little Judaism here and a little Jesus over here. You got me? You know, and some will say, oh, no, we serve the same God. No, is your God Jesus? See, when when people approach you with these things, ask them what do they do with Jesus? Where do you put Jesus in your faith and in your life? And that will separate you right there. If they're not followers of Jesus, it's going to draw a line. Watch this. So when we look at this, the Pharisees are are religious teachers, but they were so stuck in their way, they were blind to see all that Jesus was doing. This dude is healing people. He just healed a paralyzed man. He's setting people free. But because they were so stuck in their own way, their own way, that they were in their own way. (laughs) Sometimes we could get so stuck in our own way that sometimes we get in our own way. But listen to this. Y'all ready? We're going to ride now. Y'all ready to ride? Unlike the Pharisees and the religious teachers, we should be ready to receive Jesus' way. Three things I want to share with you. To should be ready to receive Jesus' way because his way leads to our being with him. That's what's most important, that we will be with him. The Bible says, I don't know what we shall be like, but we'll be like him. We, we will be with him. Watch this. And so when he uh, uh, draws uh, this attention to this, Luke 5 and 34, and Jesus said to them, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Jesus says, listen to this, it's time for a party. What what, what, what are we fasting for? See, because a lot of of us, we don't know, but uh, in the Old Testament, there was really only one fast that was required. There was only one fast. That was the Day of Atonement. Now, because of the Pharisee, now there is other fasting, voluntary fasting in the Bible, but there was one required fast. Watch this. So now, but the Pharisees, because of them adding to what God was already doing, uh, they're going to help God out. How do you help God out, you know? But they're going to help God out. So they added some stuff, and they have, uh, you know, have certain days that they want people, and they required people to fast, to pray. But watch this. When Jesus looks at this, he says, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Our being with him leads to a great time of celebration. That's why when Matthew is changed, what does he do? He throws a party. And some of y'all think about party, well, this is Jesus, you know, it's probably soft music in the background. Ooh, Jesus floating around, you know. No, it was, you know, this is how we do it. I mean, they going down. They they partying, you know what I'm saying? They turning this thing up because of the celebrating what Jesus has done their lives look at this Psalm 16 and 11 I'm crazy but y'all be patient with me Psalm 16 and 11 God not through with me yet he's still working on me. me you make known to me the path of life watch this in your presence is the fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore when we look at the Old Testament when we study fasting most time fasting is linked to mourning it's linked to sorrowful times. It's linked to difficulty. huh. when you have your sins for atonement, you, you needed to have a time of fasting. Joel chapter 2, he calls for a fast. Why? Because the people had been so wicked. Watch what I'm saying. So Jesus is saying, it's not time to be linked to anything sorrowful. Hey, and they had been all this time, they had been waiting for his arrival. This is the year of our Lord. The Messiah is coming. The, they had, the, the prophets had written about him. They prophesied about him. And now he's here. And they don't want him. <laughs> because he didn't come in the fashion that they had already formed in their hearts and minds. Can God approach us at times, but we don't receive him because he didn't come the way we thought he should have come? Ooh. When we look at this idea, when Jesus is asked in verse 33, why his disciples don't pray and fast? you Know what he compares it to? He compares it to a groom. And in ancient times, the groom and his entourage would go to the home of the bride and get their family, bring them to the home, where his home, and you have up to seven days of party. Must have been from New Orleans. It's kind of a time. Never mind. But but it's time to party. Why? And so Jesus is pointing out the fact that this is not a time for mourning, but it's a time for celebration. So you can't fast. Listen to this. At a wedding, who does that? The best food of the year is going to be right here while you're fasting. Listen to this. I tried that. It didn't work. I didn't like it. I was fasting. I went to the biggest wedding of the year. Hey man, I watched all the chickens, all the... And I'm sitting there with my stomach growling, and I'm just, oh Lord, you know. And I got up and left. I couldn't take it no more. <laughs> That's not a good idea to fast. During the wedding, watch this, John 3 and 29. It says, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom, the friend of the bridegroom, who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. Jesus describes a time with him as a time of celebrating. Anybody got Jesus this morning? If you got him, you ought to be able to celebrate If you got him, you ought to be able to tell him thank you. you have him, you ought to be able to tell him, Lord, I honor you. Thank you for saving and delivering me. Then another thought is this. How do you pray and fast to a God that's right outside of you? The disciples got Jesus with them. Dear Lord, would you walk with us? Oh, I'm sorry, you're walking with us. Dear Lord, would you prepare our food? Oh, yeah, you turn two fish and five loaves. You right, dear Lord. Oh, then you're with us. Do you see that? How do you pray to God? You, just, you don't do that. You just say, hey, Jesus. <laughs> that's prayer time. You know, hey, Jesus. Hey, you saw that? You know? Doesn't make sense, does it? We should be ready to receive. That's first idea. Jesus' way because, listen to this, his way leads to a way of flexibility. His way leads to a way of flexibility. Luke 5, 36, he also also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old. Luke points out it won't match. Mark points out that it's not pre-shrunk. It's not unshrunk. So that if it's unshrunk and it's an old piece of cloth that's rigid, that's dry, that's brittle, what's going to happen is when the new piece of cloth is placed on the old garment, it's going to shrink and it's going to cause a tear. Again, what is Jesus saying? My way and others' ways don't mix. It has to be my way. And I bring a way, and the gospel is enough. Watch this. Not only for the Judaism, but the gospel is enough. Jesus don't need you to add to it either. Your way don't fit anymore. Now it has to be his way. Your preconceived way and ideas don't fit anymore. It has to be his way. Listen to this. If you mix any of you and your ideas with the gospel, listen to this. You just made it of none effect. But I need the pure gospel to work for my life and to work in my life and to work through my life. But when I be going, when I begin to mingle it with other stuff and, okay, well, we, we're, we're Christian worshipers, but, but we got a we got a you know a Buddha on our you know mantle. Okay, so we go, we're gonna sing a, a Christian contemporary song on this one, and then you hum on that one. Don't mix. Jesus doesn't need help. Jesus, he, he has done enough and has redeemed us all and has paved the way for us to live a life of righteousness. I says their way was based on the law of Moses. And then they tweaked it. They started adding stuff and, you know, the law was already hard. It was already tough. And God had to put that in place because we were not yet indwelled with the Holy Spirit. So he had to give us a law, an external law that would keep us close. It's called a schoolmaster or a guide, just to keep us close. That was the purpose of the law. But now Jesus has fulfilled the law. Watch this. And when Jesus, is, when he fulfills the law, he comes, listen to this, because when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I'm saying a lot real fast, Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's called the Shema, and all it, it was about God's law. You know, teach your kids. Put it around their neck post it up in your home let your conversations be about this law this law this law this law don't forget it keep you know and write it in your hand keep it on your frontlets you know all of this is so they would not forget anything because they didn't want to mess up the law watch this but when jesus comes there's no need for the law anymore because he has fulfill the law, and not only that, people were frustrated because they were trying to uphold this law that they could not uphold, and they're frustrated, they're aggravated. Watch this right here, and this is what Jesus says in Matthew 11 and 28. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Watch this, he says, and I, Marie, will give you rest. Come unto me, friend, all, if you're frustrated, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're trying to uphold the law, but you can't remember it. You're writing it on your hand. You're holding it around your neck. You can't remember it. Jesus says, forget all that. I fulfilled it already. And watch what he says. Watch this. Watch this. One of the things that caused people to be so heavy laden and frustrated was the excessive demands of the religious leaders. So Matthew 11 and 29, this is what I was going. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He considered the the, the rules and the rituals and traditions was like a yoke around their neck. He says, take my yoke, though. If you got to wear a yoke, I want Jesus' yoke. (laughs) He says, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. What is he saying? He said, I want you to learn from me. I want you to come to the school of Jesus. You don't have to try to memorize the law anymore. You don't have to wear it on your neck anymore. He says, just come to me. And learn from me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart. He's saying learn a new way. Learn this new way that's not rigid, that's not stiff. You don't have to try to be your best. Listen to this. You could just come and follow me. I'm going to produce need in your life. He says in 1134, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus never intended on us to be weary in religion, but that we will be free in relationship with him. Religion. It it, it bounds, it keeps us bound, but he wanted us to have a relationship with him. Watch this, in, in Galatians 5 and 1, and I failed to put it on the outline, so listen to me read it. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm there and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. A yoke of slavery. Watch this, Galatians 5 and 18. Watch this, this is the change right here. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. When we are saved, we don't have to give so much attention to the letter of the law. Now I have the law of the Spirit. God living on the inside of me. God convicting me. When I do something wrong, if I say something to my wife that I shouldn't have said, I can't sleep. I'm turning. I ought to go apologize, I guess. <laughs> because, anybody else? I'm not the only one. Come on now. Come on, I'm not the only one. Okay, me me and the other three people. Okay, all 'all, y'all, y'all got it going on. All right. So, but listen to me. Listen, the the spirit is what God leads us with. He leads us by his spirit. Jesus' way is a way of freedom. Not religion. It's a way of freedom. And watch this, John 8 and 36. I love what it teaches. It says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Y'all ever thought about that? That sounds like New Orleans too, huh? This is the New Orleans version. I mean, because you know people in New Orleans don't just say yes if it's real. You know, like is that was that that really happened? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Whom the sun sets free, you're not just free, but you're free indeed. Yes, yes indeed, I'm free. I'm free indeed. Anybody else free indeed? Yes. Anybody the Lord sets you free? You're free. Indeed. You ought to just say, I'm free indeed. Free indeed. We look. I'll finish it up. This crazy dude from the hood about to to get out your way. Well, let's finish this one. We should be ready to receive Jesus' way because his way leads to expandability. His way leads to expandability. Luke 5 37-38, it says, and no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But my... But, but new wine must be put into fresh wineskin. Lastly, Jesus goes and he talks about wine into wine wineskins. The wineskins were made out of animal, animal skin. Watch this. And what it will do after you put the wine in there, it will ferment and it will expand. So if you put new wine in new wineskin, when it expands, it would have the flexibility for that, the expandability for that. Watch this. But if you take an old wineskin that has already been expanded and it's old and rigid and fragile, you put the new wine in there, it does not have the elasticity to expand with the fermenting. Watch this. So Jesus, he brings us a way that even provides opportunity to expand. See, because without the Holy Spirit, we had to follow the letter of the law. Without the Holy Spirit, we had to wear it around our neck. Without the Holy Spirit, we had to stick close to the law, had to read it, had to quote it, had to keep remembering, you know. And we want to remember the Word of God, so don't, let's, let's not get that twisted. This is not for lazy people, amen, to say, oh, yeah, I got a free ticket. No, no, but the letter of the law was so rigid and so hard and so tough. Listen to this, but Jesus comes and he says, listen, you don't have to do that anymore. I fulfilled law New wine. It, when it ferment watch this. It, it's, it's like the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. It will burst. And, and when, we, uh, when we have this expansion, the Pharisees and the religious teachers just expected Jesus to uphold their traditions and customs. That's what they want. They, Jesus, when Jesus does not do what they did, when he does not fast the way they fasted, when he does not pray the way they prayed, they are messed up because Jesus brought a new way. He brought a new way. He, he, he Listen, he didn't go by what they wanted. Some people, are they okay with you until you do it differently? And Jesus comes and he has a different way of doing things. And guess what? It was the free way of doing things. It was the liberating way to do things. When we receive the gospel and follow Jesus, again, we are, listen to this, we are no longer confined to a system anymore. Now we have a spirit. The system confines us. But now that we have the spirit of God, it gives me freedom. Y'all looking at me. That's why y'all looking at me funny. I see, okay. We have a spirit, God's spirit living on the inside of us now. We're not not confined. It's like, it's like, you know, a, a dog that's tied real, real close to the tree. You know, he can't go nowhere. He's just spinning around, just spinning around, spinning around. But then his dear sweet master gives him a long, long leash when he ex- can explore the whole yard. Watch this. But the Holy Spirit, even though it's a long leash, when I go too far, it holds me. There's a, when we, when we, we look, Acts 1 and 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. Watch this. Galatians 5, 4 through 6. It says, you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. It's not good. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith, working through love. See, the religious system faithfully, get this, reminds us what we have not done and what we cannot do. Get that. The religious system reminds us what we have not done and what we cannot do, but the law of the Spirit... He tells us what we can do. <laughs> Sometimes we hear a lot of preaching: "Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't." Do, what? Oh man! Come on, tell me what I can do. Here it is: the Spirit tells us what we can do. Watch this, Galatians 5:22 through 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I can love. Joy. I can have joy even in times of sorrow. Peace. I can have peace in turbulent times patience I could be patient with people that I normally can't be patient with I call them EGR people from Rick Warren extra grace required (laughs) kindness I could be kind to unkind people goodness I can be good in bad situations faithfulness I can hang on when I really feel like giving up come on somebody y'all see that the Spirit tells us that I can be gentle in rough situations. I can have self-control in the most tempting of situations. Against such there is no law. There's no law. I have a Spirit of God living in the inside of me. And those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Look at that. That means those that are around here saying the devil made me do it. Can I tell you? No, you made you do it. Because God has given us the power. Uh, My grandmother used to say this. She'd say, behave, boy. Y'all know what behave mean, right? That means handle yourself, take care of yourself, control yourself. Watch this right here. What the Bible says right here. It says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Listen to this. This is what I can do. I can put down things I shouldn't look at. I can talk better to people. I can handle myself a little better than what I've been doing. I can break addictions that have been haunting me all my life. I can. Are y'all okay? We, we, all right. I'm, I'm almost done. Look, just nudge the person and say, don't go to sleep. He, he, he's almost done. Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I've been a base. I've been a bound. He says, I, I've learned how to have. I've learned how to not have. He says this, and he, he, right here in Philippians 4.13, he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He says, I know how to master being broke. <laughs> I know how to master being plenty, having plenty. You know, sometimes our worst time is when we have plenty. Well, not, not y'all, just me, okay. <laughs> we have more struggles when we have plenty. And so, I'll finish with a story. There was a little boy, little boy flying a kite on a very, very windy, windy day. And as he was flying that kite, he was just going up, 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 up. And he couldn't see it anymore. And so a man walked behind the boy. He said, son, what you got there? He said, Mister, I got a kite. And the man looked up. He said, A kite? I don't I don't see no kite. He said, oh, yeah, it's, it's a kite, sir. He said, no, I don't see no kite. He said, he said, yeah, I know it's a kite. He said, because I feel it pulling. See, that's how the Holy Spirit is to be in our lives. We can't see him, but he pulls us toward righteousness. We can't see his face, but he pulls us to do the right thing. And when we go too far, he pulls us back and lets us know it's too far when we when we obey and honor the Holy Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit in our life and not quench Him, we see the fruit of the Spirit. We see God working in our lives. And listen to this. When God saves us, when we come to know who He really is and we trust Him and we follow Him, He gives us His Holy Spirit that is constantly pulling and tugging us to do the right thing, to walk righteously, to do the thing that God would have us to do, to not say certain things that we shouldn't say, to have the life, the Spirit-filled life that we can, you know, bring down giants in our lives. Has anybody ever had any giants in your life that you've been trying to defeat, you've been trying to take down? If it's old habits, if it's old words, if it's old movies, if it's old music, if it's things that have kept you from getting close to God, God has given you everything you need to conquer that demon by the power of the Holy Spirit and you be who God called you to be. God has given us everything we need. And if you are here, and you want to trust Jesus for the first time, you could do that. It so says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God is raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you shall be saved. But it has to be a heart confession. You know, we can say a whole lot of stuff, but if our lives are not following it, it's just empty words. But you can trust Jesus today. And there are some of us that, well, you're not talking to me then because I've been saved for 20 years. Praise the Lord. But what if God is trying to get deeper in your life and to bring you into a deeper relationship with him, but you have preconceived ideas of what that's supposed to look like and you can't go any further and you've been at the gate of salvation for 20 years, have not gotten into the richness of his glory, Have not got into the rich relationship that he has for you. Have not walked in power the way you should and you're always just feeling defeated. Can I tell you, maybe you have some Pharisaic ways that have kept you from getting right in the smack of God's will and God being right in the smack of your life. You can trust him today though. So listen to this. We can't mix. Can't mix the gospel with your ideas It's already in here that needs your opinion, that needs your way. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to do it like this. No, 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 no. Do it his way to see the fruit of God develop in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. You are mighty. You are great. You are kind to us. You are true. You are faithful. Father, I pray, Lord, that from the word preached today, that, Lord, that some people will be set free. Father, we honor you today. You are good. You are great. And you are greatly to be praised. Father, we love you today. We thank you for what you're doing, what you will do, and what you have done. In the name above every single name, the name of Jesus our Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this resource from the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. We pray that it helps you joyfully make Jesus Christ your treasure.